thanks for tuning in to this week's episode of the Geekly Planet Podcast, where we talk about all things geek, because we all geek out about something, with your hosts, Pat Aldridge, TJ Tammer, and Matthew Hample. Make sure to check us out on the internet, on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And now on to this week's episode. everybody welcome to another installment of the geekly planet we're going to talk about the things that we are super geeking out about this week it was basically a double dose of sci-fi goodness tj how you doing my friend oh i'm doing fine pat doing fine it's a little bit chilly down here which is great i mean i'm not you know, sitting in the garage with the hoodie and the cap on like you, but, uh, you know, it's in the fifties. Yeah. I don't think we're going to get out of the thirties today. So yeah, we, um, we were in the very low sixties today. This week's supposed to be in the sixties. So I'm going to use it to get some work done outside. And, uh, so yeah, for, for whatever reason, today is going to be super cold, but I think after that, it's going to warm up, and by next weekend, we could hit 70, so mm-hmm. I don't know if that's going to happen, but we'll take it if we if it does. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So, other than that, just been watching all of the goodness. We, uh, uh, we were watching, uh, we were watching Shit's Creek. And uh, so we finished that, and then it was Congrats my on turn. That. Thanks. And it was my turn to pick, and so I was like, "So what I did was, uh, I caught Allison up on the Mandalorian." So okay, so she's all through season one. Oh yeah, we've already and we watched we already watched uh, the new one. Yeah, you got you and Matt were giving me such a hard time. Like we we had planned as a family on Friday to do it, you know, with dinner, and I'm getting texts all day long from you guys. Like, you know, Matt's up at like five in the morning watching it. You had already watched it twice or something. So yeah, I've watched it thrice now. Oh, you went back another time, huh? I watched it twice by myself and watched it with Allison. Okay, okay, I, I got you. So your initial thoughts of The Mandalorian. Uh, Spoiler alert, if you don't, if you're not used to our podcast, we don't, we don't hold back on anything. If you haven't watched it by now, you're dumb and it's your own fault. Yeah. I mean, straight up, if we'd recorded this episode at noon on Friday, pending that you had watched it already, we would have given spoilers after it only been out like seven hours. So we don't care. Right. So. Uh, because you need to be, you know, you need to have the wherewithal enough to listen to this after you've seen it. Because if we're talking about something specific, then we're going to talk about specifics. Yep. So, um, my initial thought, uh, here are my things that I liked the best out of, here's the things that I liked. Um, obviously it still had the same feel. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Oh, stop, dude. You're not that tired. Knock it off. Uh, our kids woke up, woke us up at like six this morning. I was like, screw y'all. It's supposed to be an extra hour of sleep, not an hour less. 
But yeah. Uh, anyways, yeah, you tell them, TJ. You're so, lost. yep. So, anyways, so um, the things that I, I obviously I like the episode. Um, it was cool. It's obviously um, I like this. The reason I think I like this the best out of Star Wars is that it's very much a space western like Star Trek. Like it, it hits me in my Star Trek spot. <laughs> we'll get there. We'll talk about that later, though. Come on. Yeah, we will. We will. But so, so it's a definitely a space western. This one, de- this episode, definitely was a western. With um, you know, this one definitely was a western with him coming into Tatooine, and uh, you know, going toe to toe with the sheriff, and then teaming up to to defeat the the crate dragon, and. Mm-hmm. Excuse me. So, uh, but the things that I really liked about it, um, I definitely liked Timothy Oliphant, just in general. Yeah, it was funny. We had to look up, like, what else have we seen him in? Like, I know I've seen him in something else. I know I've seen him in something else. And, you know, had to go through his IMBD page and like, oh, yeah, oh, yeah, oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so I love Timothy Oliphant. Um I I liked um I liked Boba Fett's armor. I think it answered us and to cuz I you know it's funny cuz I had already watched it, right? And so then I went back and watched it again with Allison and then we caught up, right? And um caught her up. And so in season 1 episode 5 when he is on Tatooine and they are hunting that assassin and we see the boots at the end of the episode where we weren't sure, was it Boba Fett? Was it Kate Bane? Was it Cad Bane? You know, who was it, right? Uh, obviously, it was Timothy Oliphant in Boba Fett's armor, right? And so, um, but I really liked Boba Fett's armor. Um, I really liked that Timothy Oliphant had converted what appeared to be Anakin's pod racer into a speeder bike. You noticed that too, huh? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I don't know if it was just similar or if it was supposed to be Anakin's, the, the, the but it looked just like it. They just flipped it upside down. Yep. And so, um, so I was really, as soon as they started riding, I was like, oh, snap. Mm-hmm. And then, um, uh, um, obviously, we'll go ahead and say um, that it has to be, that is 100%, it's Boba Fett standing on the ridge. 100% is. The last 20, 30 seconds, whatever. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it has to be because, one, I was actually talking to Josh Loftus about this. One, it's not Rex because Rex is Rex has a gray beard by this point, has a white beard by this point. And it's been very well established that that's what he looks like. What, what, wait a minute, wait a minute. Let's back up for just a second. What are you doing talking to Loftus for? Oh, when did this know. happen? He, he texted no, no, me, no. man. He texted you and not me? Dude. Uh-huh. Loftus, what's up, buddy? Come on. Well, technically, we were texting about something else. About him getting a new job and all that stuff, and this just came out of it. So okay, okay. so he didn't just text did me you about text Mandalore. him, or did he text you? I texted him, congrats, and then it went from there. So okay. you don't have to, you don't have to, okay. you don't have to hate him. 
I'm a little jealous. I'll, I'll be honest with you, dude. Yep. So we talked about that, but it definitely has to be Boba Fett um, because it could be another clone. But my question is, why? No, no other clone really matters outside of Rex. Yeah, that we know of. So yeah, I agree. Like it would be stupid for them to introduce a new clone and have to, you know, Boba Fett would be, even though, um, yeah, and he was looking kind of janky too, looking like he'd been through some stuff. Like you know, say a Sarlacc pit. <laughs> so, oh. You know, and they made a direct reference to, uh, you know, him saying there's no abandoned Sarlacc pits, and they he's like there is if you eat the Sarlacc, and so, right, like it's. Right, you figured They're out. Setting, it's got to be Boba for Fett. how he got out. Yeah, it's got to be Boba Fett. And I told Josh, I was like, this would be really cool because now it would give some credence to Boba Fett being maybe it'll, maybe it'll make him worth all the overhypedness that he has. Right, like he doesn't do much that we know of. What does he do? He catches the Millennium Falcon at Cloud City, dude. He figured out where they were going. That's true. But outside but of that, he got Han. Gave him to Jabba. So, yeah, I mean, need. you know, and then they retroactively added him to the Clone Wars as a, as a little kid. But. Right. That didn't do that. That didn't do enough for me. You know, everybody's hyped him up like he's something special. Now I love the slave one. I ain't gonna lie to you. His ship is super dope. Oh yeah. But um uh maybe this will give him something. That'll be cool. Uh I really hope that he goes like, you know, Mando's on his way back to the ship. And I hope he doesn't leave Tatooine immediately. Like I hope Boba Fett interferes. Mm-hmm. Like and gets his armor back. And now that's a whole big thing. Yeah. And like they can even be on the they don't have to be on the on the uh you know, it, it, they could fight, and then Mando, who even though he's kind of even though he's a bounty hunter and he's done some questionable things, he definitely lives in the gray antihero era area. But he leans way more towards uh, hero than anti. Yeah, towards to I mean to just to honor, like you know, like he they set him up to be an honorable person. Like he does what he says he's going to do. He stands by his beliefs. He doesn't kill needlessly. Just like he said at the beginning of the episode, I don't gamble unless I have to. Right? Mm-hmm. So he'll do what needs to be done, but he doesn't want to walk in the darkness. Right? Right. Um, so those were my things that I liked. Obviously, I shared my meme. I sent it to y'all. I put it on Twitter. Um, you know, when I asked the Lord why there was only one set of footprints, Jesus replied, the same people walk in single file to hide their numbers. <laughs> When 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 they were going to fight the dragon thing and they were all riding on the Banthas, I made that statement and Tom was the only one in the room who got it. So obviously my kid. So mm-hmm. no doubt, no doubt. Um, I found it I found it really interesting that when the episode starts, it's chapter nine. Following mm-hmm. chapter eight of last season, it's not like chapter one of a new, you know they're continuing on with what, what they did. So I found that pretty interesting. I'm glad they didn't um, just pick back up um, 
with Moff Gideon and the Dark Saber and like they got a they got a build to that. Like give us some give us some context also because obviously as he said it matters to him greatly the 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 child does and so i I, my question is really how long are we going to have to wait before we see ahsoka tana that is the sixty four thousand dollar question isn't it like, are they going to are they going to give us the whole because it's only eight episodes again, like mm-hmm. and and IMDB says there's already a season three. So you already know it's coming. And so my question is, are they going to wait and introduce Ahsoka in like episode seven or eight? And then lead us into season three. I would hope I would hope they do it earlier, um, especially if they're thinking uh of giving her her own series, which is the rumor. So, well, you see, we're ten years removed, or five years, or nine years, or what? Well, who, who knows? But we're that many years removed from Return of the Jedi, and so what's happening right now? Luke is training up children sometime in the next, because we're only about twenty years away from um, Ben. Solo has already been born, probably. And, you know, so Luke's doing that. Super curious is um, uh, what part does Ahsoka Tano play in that? Yeah. If any. If any. And I think that I think that she I think that they could. You know, the question is, are you going to recast Mark Hamill as Luke for a younger version, which obviously you'd have to do. And my question is, why not? I mean, it's been 35 years. You know. Could definitely do that. And then, um, anyways, point being, uh, I'm, I, I, like, I like The Mandalorian because it's a standalone episode is what it is. Mm-hmm. But we've pushed forward that he's, he's trying to find the Mandalorians, other Mandalorians so that he can use the secret covert network to try to track down. I mean, they're going to have to cast Luke at some point, aren't they? I mean, he's looking for Jedi. Yeah. You would think that, uh, yeah. And that, and I just wonder if, if, you know, what we saw in Rebels with Ahsoka, you know, because at that point, she's still not a Jedi. No, she's super Gandalfish, though. Yeah. And so, you know, are they going to try to take the whole force wielders, force sensitive, you know, are we going to take that in a different direction than straight to the Jedi? Are we going to go, you know, more Grey Council or whatever? So... Yeah, but you also have to understand that we're going to get to seven. Like, this is canon. So, this is going to fall in line with seven. So, at some point, Luke is going to walk away from the Force and be in hiding for like a decade. Right? And so, in those 10 years, the First Order, like, this is what's going to happen. Like, you know, this is. uh, They need to be careful that they don't move too fast. Right. Like we don't want to get too close to the first order too quickly because then you're um, you're losing 
however long that you think that this could go because you have a you have a a, a point in which episode seven comes right now you got 20 years so obviously you got a ton of time to work with but uh it's just interesting and haven't we heard that mando's only going to be like four seasons or something it's something it's not going to be long which is fine tell me a cool story show me what's what and then get out of the way for what's next yeah and so um you know i saw online there's a bunch of easter eggs a lot looking back towards uh um, Knights of the Old Republic and with the pearl from the crate dragon and you know so um, like I told like Josh and I were saying um, the you know they've pretty much got my blind confidence at this point oh yeah oh yeah I mean I'm eating in whatever you bring into the table <laughs> so but you, you didn't tell me what are what were your thoughts? Like those are just some things that I thought was really cool. Obviously, it was a cool episode, but no. yeah, it was a cool episode. Um, <clears throat> I'm still, I guess, I'm still struggling a little bit with why he feels he needs more Mandalorians in order to go searching for these Jedi. You know. Um, he has contacts everywhere. First, the first season showed that, um, and so it'll be interesting to see how they how they develop that. It'll be interesting to see how um, the Carl Weathers character and whatever her name was come back into it. You know, I mean, at some point he's going to go back there, but but why? And you know, what are the circumstances behind that? That's another interesting thing. You know, that wasn't even touched on here. Which, yeah. you know, I mean, obviously they're telling the story, so. Yeah. Well, we saw, um, you know, in the trailer, uh, the Razor Crest gets jacked up at some point. Mm-hmm. And so. Um, Probably fighting the X-Wings for whatever reason. Yeah. So we so we see that, you know, you got to think about it. The resistance isn't rising yet because the First Order hasn't risen out of the ashes of the empire. Right. And so uh, this was the perfect place to do the Mandalorian as a space Western because the empire has gone. And so it really is more like the wild, wild West, mm-hmm. everybody vying for power, you know? And so obviously Cara Dune and uh, whatever Carl Weathers character's name is, um, they're going to come back into it at some point. And, you know, I just, there's, there's a ton of places they could go. Um, like I said, I'm I'm all in. Whatever they want to give us, I'm 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 here for. They have proven, especially between Clone Wars and Rebels, and now the Mandalorian. I'm I'm buying whatever they're selling. So yeah, exactly. I'm right there with you. You know, it's just really cool when you have people that care and that appreciate and love the material. Uh, and know a, and know the ethos so yeah, well, yeah, and know what it's about, and uh, you know, so it should be it should be awesome. Obviously, what's going to happen is at some point is because rumored. Obviously, we're going to see Bo Katan as well. So obviously, the dark saber is heading back to Mandalore. That's that's happening. 
But it's interesting. And the reason I think he's looking for more Mandalorians is because you got to remember right now he thinks that they're enemy sorcerers. Right? Like he thinks they're the enemy. Okay. Right? Like she said, the ancient ba- ancient tales of fighting uh, a race of enemy sorcerers. And so mm-hmm. that's when he asked, like, he's like, so this is an enemy. And she's like, no, this, like, he's not an enemy. His kind were enemies, you know? And so, but you got to think about it because the the Jedi fought alongside Mandalore, had a very tenuous relationship with them in Clone Wars. And then in Rebels, um, Sabine kind of helped smooth that over. Right. And so, and then in four, five, and six, we don't even touch on Mandalorians because obviously this wasn't that well developed back in the 70s and 80s. And so, you know, it'll be, it'll just be interesting to see. Yep, I agree. And yeah, like you, I'm I'm all in. You know, with complete confidence that I'm going to enjoy it. You know, I'm mm-hmm. going to enjoy the story that they're telling. So yeah. Speaking of other things, um, tell us about Discovery. So uh, at the end of and more spoilers here, so you know how we roll. Um, at the end of the second episode, um, Michael Burnham is reunited with the crew of the Discovery. And it's been a year since she's been time jumped forward, but they've only recently arrived. So Space Time Continuum did some funny things. They both entered the wormhole at the same time, but came out at different times and in different places. So mm-hmm. um that that was interesting and you kind of get the feeling like michael's not sure if if she fits there anymore um right and so they they decide based on some information that they have to head back to earth and earth is pretty (laughs) jacked up like the federation's gone Mm -hmm. they don't see any need to be part of the federation anymore they're just protecting their own there are raiders that are coming to steal dilithium. Mm-hmm. Um, it's sort so, of like they reverted back to pre-space travel. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Zephyr and Cochran and the wars on the world before they evolved. Right, right, right. And so you have, you know, <clears throat> you have... Finally, we have Captain Saru, which was almost a no-brainer, really, mm-hmm. I think. I think I think that was a wise decision not to make Burnham captain, um, yeah. but make her, make her the first officer. But And Saru, who thoroughly believes in the Federation, basically broke her, you know, starts p- diplomatically and using diplomacy in order to um, help the people of Earth understand who these raiders are and what they're doing and it turns out that they were an earth colony on the moon of titan and so mm-hmm. you know they have more in common than than they thought and um you know and and they just they're just coming at it from two different philosophical views like right the earth defense force or whatever they called themselves you know they were just hoarding dilithium where the raiders were like well we need it in order to 
survive and to prosper. And so, yeah, it was neat to see everybody kind of finally get in the same room and finally actually start talking and listening to each other. I thought it was a really good, good episode, you know, especially for the political climate that we're in where everybody has an opinion. And if you don't agree with me, then you're wrong. and I'm going to fight you to get to that point where, Hey, just hear them out. Just listen and try to yeah. understand. Don't, don't, tr- don't assume that you understand motivations for why they do what they do. So, yeah, Star Trek and Star Wars are definitely in completely different veins, and I love them both for different reasons. Um, We've talked but, about that almost at nauseum, but yeah, you know. yeah, yeah. But I, and I agree, and I like Discovery. Um, I like I, I liked it. I like where we're going. Um, you know, the rumor. There's also that rumor that we're going to follow around Riker and Troy um, in a standalone series, which I'm down for. I mean, I'm all look. I'm down for whatever Star Trek you want to give me. So, have uh, you uh, have you checked out Lower Decks yet? I haven't. So I tried. I I, I gave it a shot, and um, couldn't get into it. So I'm not for anything Star or Star Trek you want to give me. You know, you can keep the cartoon <laughs> stuff and the funny stuff. You know to you know, the parody stuff, I guess you might want to call it, but, but yeah, as far as, you know, both discovery and, um, and Picard go. And if Riker and Troy really happens, that would be, that would be awesome as well. Yeah. So, but one of the one I am interested in, I love the fact that our smartphones just, you know, freak us out. And, and and pulled up what I was looking for, even though what I gave them was not close. <laughs> so, like I typed in, you're excited that your smartphone is smarter than you are. Sure, sure, sure. Like I typed in lower decks to see what year it started. I couldn't remember, and then I erased it. And then I typed in Nickelodeon, and the first thing that came up was Nickelodeon Star Trek because there's a new there is a new Star Trek coming out in 2021 on Nickelodeon called Star Trek Prodigy. And so I'm interested to see, I want it to be really good because I would love to have my kids have a space. I would love for them to be able to jump into Star Trek. Okay. Now. You you, and you see that as a launching pad for it. I do. If it's done well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. Like if it's done well, they can watch that. And then as they get a little bit older, then, Dad, what are you watching? We'll come on in, and then boom, right. jump them into you know the other stuff. Yeah, my problem with the lower decks is it feels like we have a ship full of Reginald Barclays. Yeah, and it's just mistake after comedic mistake after you know slapstick kind of stuff going. Yeah, on. I don't want that. I want you know just like I mean, just like the Clone Wars or Rebels have shown. You can tell great stories with animation. Exactly. I mean, Disney does it all the time. I mean, you know, everybody that throws shade on animation, I'm like, look, now that's not like that's not fair. You're giving, you're throwing shade on it just because it's a cartoon, so it's for children. But uh, 
there ain't nothing Clone Wars. And I mean, I know they're they're youth seven or whatever, so you kids can watch them, but they're hacking people's heads off. I mean, it's not, you know, fart jokes and ridiculousness. Right. So anyways, um, uh, but yeah, so Star Trek Discovery, um, for those that are keeping up, we're, de- we're geeking out about that. We're also geeking out impatiently, but not so patiently waiting for Picard season two. Do we have a launch day for that yet? It said in uh, 2021, right? Yeah. But I'm, I'm, a- I think it's, yeah, I think they were shooting for this one came out in what, um, when did, when did Picard season one come out? I thought late January, but I could be wrong. Yeah, I'm sure the COVID pushed it back some. I'm thinking my bet is going to be uh, October, November. Okay, I was going I was going to say end of summer, fall. That's what okay. I was going to say. Okay, just depending. I don't know how much you know how much they've gotten done, and you know, it all depends on. Especially since the the Rona is kicking back up everywhere, it all depends on if they can keep working. Exactly. So. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so, so another reason to hate the coronavirus. Absolutely. Um, so, but definitely you should be, you should be watching. You should own, yeah, you should own, you should own Disney plus you should own CBS all access. You should own HBO max, uh, for stuff that's now and stuff that's coming. So, Basically, you just laid out the holy trinity of basically doing. I mean, pretty much. I mean, HBO Max is going to have all your Disney stuff. I mean, all your uh, DC stuff. DC, yeah. Um, CBS is going to have all Star Trek, and it's all going to be there. And Disney Plus is going to have all Star Wars and Marvel. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. I mean, and then and then technically, I guess Hulu, if they get around to making the R-rated Marvel stuff but that's part of the Disney stuff that you can figure out. So, you know, those are the things and we still have Netflix. Um, I know you guys don't, but, um, stranger things. Yeah. But obviously you got stranger things and, uh, umbrella Academy. Yeah. And so, you know, I'm assuming once stranger things and umbrella Academy drop, you'll be back in the fold at least for a little while. Yeah. I have alternative sources though. Gotcha. So, so yeah. Yeah. So, but, um, you know, so those are the things that we're kind of geeking out about right now. Um, if you haven't watched it, you absolutely should watch it. Mandalorian season two started Friday and we'll go every Friday until, you know, there's no Star Wars movie. There's nothing, there's nothing that's leading up to. It's, this is just it. So. Except they're going to make more Star, Star Wars shows. Oh, of course they are. I mean, you got Obi Wan that's going to come down the pipe. Um, Hopefully, you got Ahsoka coming down the pipe. Yeah, uh, and you and McGregor. I mean, like he's like he's not even he's not even being shady about it no more. He's like, look, shut up. We had to stop because of this. We're definitely still doing this. Like, just it's happening. Just be patient, which right. is always hard. And I and I appreciate the fact that he's coming out there saying, "No, you ain't got to. You ain't got to wait. It's coming. You just just." Let us put it together, you know, because he went to the Mandalorian and put on his Obi-Wan robes. Yeah, I saw that. That was cool. 
And uh, I love that the Mandalorians, their little dome, like I was explaining to Allison while we were watching, I said, you see how cool the landscape looks? Because they're in a dome that's basically the entire thing is a green screen. Yeah. And they've got it set up in such a way that they can have really realistic looking backgrounds that doesn't look fake. That has depth and. Which is hard to do. A hundred percent. Here's where the technology is. You know what I mean? Yeah. Which is so great because Batman's using it now. Uh, Batman's going to use it. uh, Like this is the future of the next step in making it look. Realistic. So realistic. Um, You know, uh, and then, you know, to, you know, we don't need to land here long, but a sad note, uh, Sean Connery passed away over the weekend. Yeah, I was going to mention that. Uh, what's your favorite Sean Connery role? Oh, crap. Well, the funny part is, is Sean Connery's been in 103 movies. And I guarantee you, you have that, I'm on, one, though. that I'm on the upper end and I've seen like 25. <laughs> yeah, and exactly. I'm on the upper end of how many people have seen. Right, right, right. Because obviously he was back in the 60s and the 70s. And mm-hmm. anyways, oh man, my mom, I, my mom. I'm just going to throw this out there. She had such a crush on Sean Connery. Like that was her movie crush. Mm-hmm. Like, it, and it was all had to do with his voice. She didn't yeah. necessarily have to see him. She just wanted to hear him. Like he could have read the phone book to her and she'd have been fine with that. No doubt. No doubt. All right. I'm going to narrow it down to three and then I'll pick from there. Okay. Um, I'm going to narrow it down to uh, Indiana Jones, obviously, and the last crusade, which is Mm -hmm. my favorite Indiana Jones movies. And which is in, which is in actually, I'm pretty sure I got to think about it more, but it hovers. If it's not already, it's in my top five all time movies. Yeah. Oh yeah. And, uh, and the other ones are fine, but that one is just leagues above the other two, three. I agree. The last agree. one, but the other thanks two. to Sean Connery, absolutely hundred um, percent. But uh, so, Indiana Jones: Last Crusade, uh, obviously, The Rock is Good Times, and um, I'm actually going to say one that's going to tickle my nerd fancy a little bit is League of Extraordinary Gentlemen. Yeah, that's an underrated movie, dude. 100% underrated, man. Just like Van Helsing is an underrated movie. Yeah. We we got to do an underrated geek movie. We do need to do underrated geeky movies because League of Extraordinary Gentlemen and Van Helsing are in those things, man. We should For run a contest. Time, we should we run should. a contest. Most underrated geeky movie. We should. And we'll 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 find a, a prize of unspeakable value for our listeners. Yeah, that yeah, would be cool. That to do. good. That would be cool to do. Yeah, for the longest time, my um, my ringtone on. Gosh, when did Van Helsing come out? In the two thousands, somewhere. Yeah, early two thousands. Early two thousands. You know, because it's got Hugh Jackman in it. And, and it was after the X Men movies, so yeah, it was. I think it was probably two thousand. Let's just say two thousand and. You're gonna, uh, guess. You're gonna Google it, aren't you? It's two thousand four. I was gonna you. say two thousand. 
I was going to say 2004. No, I was because no, you X-Men came, Yes, because X Men came out in 01. Right? Did X Men come out in 01? Either 2000 or 2001. Yes. So X Men came out in 01, but it was before he was doing Origins and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. So it had to fall between in that 2003 or four, five. You know. Okay. And so, anyways, but that that whole little like. I can't even I can't even do it, but that whole little theme where he's riding the horse across Transylvania and it's got that like, like that oh, yeah. was my ringtone for the longest nice. time. Nice, nice. But anyways, we get off the we get distracted. Uh but anyways, League of, yeah, League of Extraordinary Gentlemen, uh the Last Rock. Crusade and and The Rock. Um I will have to go with The Last Crusade because it's uh, it's in my top movies altogether. Mm-hmm. Right, even these lineage like the penitent man will pass. Only the penitent man will pass. Right, and yeah, so I exactly. mean, just right, and just uh, yeah, it's good. So, what about you? Um, I think that the first role that I remember seeing Sean Connery in that had a lasting impact on me was the Hunt for Red October. Oh God, so good. Yeah, exactly, exactly. How just mellow he was through that whole thing, and how you know. You know, one ping, one yeah. ping only, you know. Yeah, I was looking through my letterboxed, and I was looking through what I'd seen out of Sean Connery films and what I had rated them. And I rated most of his between four and five stars. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's just good. Yeah, man. he's easily. just good. But, oh, yeah, my dad, I mean, my dad loved The Hunt for Red October. And even even movies that weren't that good, like Entrapment, yeah, he was awesome in that movie, dude. Mm-hmm. It's like Will Smith. Like everybody wants to argue and say that Will Smith has gone down and all this different other stuff. And I'm like, yeah, but that's not fair though, because even though he's been in some bad movies, he was great in those movies. Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like you, so you can't be throwing shade just because he either. He, I mean, I don't necessarily. I haven't met a Will Smith movie that I didn't like, to be honest. But some are much yeah. better than others. True, but but he's just good. Like Sean Connery, like I said, even if it was just an eh movie, Sean Connery was great in it. Mm-hmm. Agreed. But yeah. Agreed. But yeah, we should. Uh, yeah, underrated we should, uh, geek. Movies. Underrated geeky movies. I love it. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So thanks for tuning in. Uh, Share with us your opinions on The Mandalorian, on Star Trek Discovery, on underrated geek movies. Um, Oh, you know what we should do with the underrated geek movies? We should do a panel. We should get like Matt and Josh. Oh, I love it. Let's do it. Maybe Aaron if we can get it, you know. Hey, I'm Let We could do – why don't we do – Let's see, me, you, Josh, uh, Matt, Aaron, and why don't we get Trey and see if just get six of us? Oh, Trey, yes, 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 yes. Yeah, yeah, okay. Uh, we'll start setting that up. We'll, no we'll shade to, to our other listeners. No shade to right. our other listeners. Just saying. Right. These are guys we've had on or have talked to before. Right, right, right. So, yeah, yeah, we will definitely get that uh, get that accomplished here this week. We'll get it at least set up this week, and we'll be able to promote it. So. So, yeah, that sounds really, really good. Good job. Good thinking. See, that's why you get paid the big bucks, dude. Yeah.
anyway, hit us up on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. We are on the social media and share with us your thoughts. And as usual, stay geeky, my friends. Embrace your inner geek. We're out of here. We will see you later. You're still here. It's over. Go home.